Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Well, if you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So in verse 11, it says, But one, uh, but one of the same Spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually as he will. So when you ask the question, why doesn't God do it the way that you think or I think? Well, it's verse 11. Because he distributes to each one individually as he will. So the Holy Spirit is sovereign, and he distributes gifts to each person uh, as he wills, right? And how is that? Now, you know, when I was a young Christian, I started praying for spiritual gifts. You know, I wanted the gift of healing. I wanted to be able to, like, just touch everybody, right? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I don't have that. So then do I pout? I'm like, why don't I have that? No, I just move on, right? And just, God, well, what do you want me to do? And so here at the church, we pray for sick people all the time, right? And sometimes people get healed, and sometimes they don't. And, but you know what? People seem to understand this who go to a church that reads the Bible. In James 5, 14, it says, is anyone, sick, anyone among you sick? And now notice, let him call for the elder. So if someone is sick in the church, who's supposed to do the calling? The assistant pastor Dennis or the person who's sick? What does it say? If anyone is sick, let him call for the elders of the church, right? So who is it? It's the sick person. Needs to call, right? Call the pastor, the elders, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. So we pray for that. We pray for people all the time, right? And, and sometimes people get healed. I mean, we have people, um, someone was asking me the other day, like, Pastor Bob, so how many people get healed? Here? I'm like, I don't know, so many, I don't keep track, right? I mean, we have people that come and say, look, I have a brain tumor, I'm going in for surgery next week. We pray for them, they come back, hey, it's gone, right? We pray for people who have cancer, they come back, hey, it's, we pray for other people who, um, you know, it seems like they're, they're healed and then they die, right? And, and, you know, the thing is, I believe that God uses doctors to heal people, and God uses people to pray for people to heal people, but uh, I don't understand exactly how, how it all works, but no place in, in the Bible does it say that we shouldn't go to doctors, right? It's important to realize that God does heal people. And so if, you, you know, if you're sick, the Bible says, let those who are sick call for the other. So if you're sick and we say, hey, if anybody needs prayer, come on up, come on down, we'll pray for you. Quite often people come down and God heals them, right? Is it because of Dennis's supernatural powers? It's God, right? And it's your faith saying, God, I believe that you can heal me. And so what do you got to lose, right? You come down and pray. Verse 10, he goes on to another working of miracles. And so um, obviously a miracle is something that is uh, humanly impossible, right? And so in the Old Testament, we saw, you know, God gave Moses miracles. Remember, he turned the water into blood, the flies, the frogs, parting the Red Sea, you know, the water coming out of the rock, all that stuff. And in the New Testament, we saw Jesus feeding the 5,000 men with their families and the 4,000 men with their families. And remember Jesus healing the 10 lepers and raising Lazarus from the dead. And so there are many uh, miracles in the New Testament. And, and God does miracles today, yes. Uh, but when you think about why does God give the gift of miracles? To glorify God. So if you see miracles and they're glorifying a person, well, then you might question, well, where, why is that, right? In, in Matthew 19, 23, then Jesus said to the disciples, assuredly, I say to you, it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And when his disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, 
Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So Jesus said, it's a miracle for someone to get saved. With men, it's impossible, right? So uh, if a miracle is something that is humanly impossible, then salvation is a miracle. And it really is when you think about it, right? When someone uh, surrenders their life to the Lord, it is a miracle. And so we see people you know, accepting Jesus as their Savior here at church all the time. So we see miracles all the time. We just did a, a baptism a, a few weeks ago, and about 20 people got baptized, and almost every one of them, I asked them, hey, so when did you accept Jesus? Uh, you know, two months ago, six months ago. We're at, here at church, you know, gave my life to Jesus. But we don't make a parade show of it, right? I mean, we just think it's normal. It's a normal church where people get saved, where people grow, where people mature. And you're like, well, Pastor Bob, couldn't you capitalize on that? Couldn't you parade them up here on Sunday and have them give their testimony and woo, and have Susie get all loud? Woo, yeah, woo, right? I mean, we could. But is that going to make God move in a greater way than he does with us just being normal? <laughs> right? And, and so here's the thing. We see lives being transformed. We see people being saved. And here's the thing. We know only God can do that. You know why I'm still here after however many years I've been a pastor? 20, 30 years? Because I see God doing miracles in people's lives. And it's exciting, right? Because, you know, quite often pastors quit because, you know, being in ministry is hard and, you know, people criticize and you're not doing it right and, you know, that was a terrible sermon. But for me, seeing God work in people's lives and change people's lives, that's exciting. And what would I rather do? What company would I rather work for and make money for them than I would be to work for God and preach the gospel and see souls saved and see people's lives be changed, right? We have people in our church that just have amazing testimonies that they were on the wrong path and God got them on the right path and now their life is so much better and it's all because of God. Is it because Dennis prayed for him? No. Is it because Pastor Bob teaches the Bible? No, it's God. God does the miracle. Now, does he use people? Yes. He works through Dennis to pray for people. He works through me to teach Bible studies or other people to teach Bible studies and he works through people, but God is the one who is the source of the power. And, and I think when people get that confused, then, then they're confused about the gifts. And then they seem like, oh, I don't know if I want any gifts. Well, you want the gifts. Why? Because then why does God give us gifts? For the profit of all, to benefit others. In fact, in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, as each one has received a gift. Now notice, as each one has received a gift. So everyone in this room has a spiritual gift. And what are you supposed to do with it? Start your own TV show? No. What does it say? Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Use whatever gift it is. Teaching, giving, whatever it is. Uh, helps, right? Whatever it is, uh, you, you use it, right? You minister to others. I if anyone speaks, let him speak the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability that God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So that's the point of spiritual gifts, that God is glorified, that people would look at that and say, oh, that is awesome. God is good, right? And, and what I love to hear here at church is that I'll be out and about somewhere, whether it's, you know, getting my hair cut or at Costco or somewhere, and someone will tell me, aren't you Pastor Bob? Yeah, of Calvary Chapel? Yep. Man, I was talking to this person I work with, and they started going to the church, and they got saved, and their life has changed, and they're so different now, and, and that's just awesome to hear. That's part of the normal Christian life. And you realize that God wants to save people, wants to help people, wants to bless people, and he wants to use you in that process. And, and really, as we're going to read, that we all are part of the body of Christ. We all have a different role, right? We all do different things. Right now, there's people teaching Sunday school downstairs, having the kids memorize Awana. There's people in the nursery. There's, you know, we have ushers and greeters. We have sound guys. We have worship leaders. We have all kinds of different ministries, and everyone has a part to play. There's nobody that sits the bench. It's not like the NFL. Is your name Tom Brady? No, then sit down. I mean, that's not how it is with the kingdom of God, right? Although they're going to tell Tom to sit down one day, <laughs> sooner than later. But here's the thing. 
God wants to work through you. But you get to choose. You get to say, Lord, I want to be used, Lord. Whatever gifts you've given me, help me to use them. Help me to be a faithful minister of whatever you've given me, right? And you start praying. And then you say, well, God, what do you want me to do? Well, what does God put in your heart? For some, it might be teaching Sunday school. For some, it might be doing construction. For some, it might be giving financial support. Or for some, it might be giving a word of encouragement, right? For some, it might be teaching a small group or, or being a greeter. Maybe you're, you know, a person who loves to greet people and talk to people. And, and you know, or some people, it might be, you know, security or being an usher or whatever it might be. But God wants to use all of us. And here's the thing. He doesn't have favorites. He's not like, oh, you and you and you, I'm going to do some awesome stuff. You and you and you, eh, not so much, right? I mean, he wants to work in every one of us. But here's what it is. Some, some people say, God, I'll do what you want. You tell me what to do and I'll go do it. I don't care if it's cleaning the toilets or teaching Sunday school or being an usher or being a greeter or I'll do whatever you tell me. And then there are other people like, God, I will serve you as long as it's between the hours of 7 to 8 on Tuesdays, except for the first Tuesday, the second Tuesday, and the fourth Tuesday, right? And, and then people put restrictions on God. And I did this in my own life. Early on, I said, God, I will serve you, but I won't teach Bible studies, and I won't be a pastor. They're weird, and so I'm not going to do that, right? And I won't go to, you know, Africa or India or wherever Bob Cole wants me to go, right? I won't do, I mean, I just had a list of things that I said I don't want to do. And what's interesting is the very things that I didn't want to do are the things that God said, that's what I want you to do. So, uh, Really, it's just about surrendering and saying, God, I will do what you want to do. How do you know what your gifts are? Well, there's a couple things. One is that as you pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? God puts desires in your heart to do things. And then two, when there's an opportunity to do it, when a door of opportunity opens, you pray, Lord, open the doors for me. So a door of opportunity opens. And you step through. And then when you start doing it, then you ask the other believers who are with you, who are your family, church family. They love you. They care about you. You ask them, do you think I'm gifted at doing this? And they'll tell you the truth, yes or no. I mean, some will lie to you, but I mean, I'll tell you the truth, right? Uh, but, you know, just like in worship, you know, there are people who are gifted and some are not. And, and, you know, over the years I've had people, and, you know, I'd be like, hey, you know, maybe you should take up bowling. I don't know, I've never said that. But, uh, but you know, some people are gifted at teaching and some are not, right? And, and how do you know? Well, you ask other people. You're like, hey, is there fruit in this? Right? And then, so, open doors, you step out, you take a venture of faith, you try it, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes that's not what goes, you try something else, right? And, but... When you find what you're doing, then you begin to do it. And then the Bible says to seek to excel in the gifts that God's given you. So then you want to grow in those. And how do you get good at something? You do it, right? You have to put it into action. You know, uh, I I think, I asked my wife, I said, hey, do you think that I'm a better Bible teacher now than I was 30 years ago? And, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, way better. Why? It's practice, right? You know, seek to excel, right? You just practice. So whatever it is. So don't think that you don't have any gifts or God has nothing for you to do, or you're not a superstar, so you sit the bench. Nobody sits the bench in the kingdom of God. He has something for every single person to do. And, and you're going to like to do what he wants you to do. Now, I didn't like to study before I became a Christian. I mean, I liked to party. I didn't like to study. I mean, I thought, that's for old people. And so, but God changed my heart. I love, I could sit in my office and study the Bible for eight hours a day, seven days a week. I love it. And not talk to anybody. Just be like, hey, this is great. Let's just, I love to learn. And so, God made me this way. When, when my wife asked me, why are you like that? I'm like, God made me this way. I, I love to learn new stuff. I love to study the Bible. I love to teach, right? Why? Because God made me that way. I didn't one day when I was 20 say, I think I'm going to be a good teacher, right? I mean, I didn't dream that up. Just that's how God, and all of you are different. God gives you gifts. And when you pray and say, Lord, help me to use the gifts that you've given me, and you begin to do it, whatever it is, it really is the place of fulfillment in life because that's what God created you to do whether it's giving or serving or whatever it might be. So we're going to stop there, and we will continue on next week. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we just pray for every person here tonight that we would know that 
God, we are all unique and special, and you have a plan for each one of us. And Lord, I do pray for boldness for every person in this room to, to pray and seek you, Lord, to step out in faith, to use whatever gifts that you've given them. Lord, that they would begin to experience your supernatural work in them and through them to love others and to glorify you, God, that it would be a blessing for the profit of the body of Christ, that it would benefit all and it would glorify you. And so we thank you for your word tonight, and we pray that you would just cause these truths to stir our hearts, that we would be more passionate about serving you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.